Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And it is time for Counterpoint. I've got Omar Khan, VP over at Public Affairs with Hill and Knowlton Strategy. You look like a new man. This is what third place looks like. You wear it well, baby. <laughs> stay in that Relax, stay in that zone. <laughs> and Dennis Matthews, VP in Marketing and Communications of Enterprise Canada, not to be confused with a rental. Not the service. car rent. We won't pick you up. Thanks for having me. <laughs> So I just enter, interviewed a mystery man who um, really, I guess, is a, a fun kind of little hobby, a parody account of Catherine McKenna, only to find himself under attack by the prime minister's officer, which has either very thin skin or has stepped way over the line on this one. Omar, I'll start with you. Um, why would the prime minister's office think you know, it appropriate to call up Twitter and say, can you quash this account instead of just doing what everyone else does, which is ignore it? So I would have probably taken a different approach. Uh, look, they, they made it a bigger issue, a bigger story than it was. That's this, code this, for you guys are dumb, well, look, dumb. This guy's pro- This guy's probably got way more attention because of uh, because of this recent action than he than he would have otherwise. You know, it's not to say that fake news in this era is not a problem and parody accounts. You know, some of them are actually a problem. I, for one, loved the 1980s Doug Ford one. <laughs> 80s <was> Doug great. <laughs> Ford. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's better ways to deal with this issue than calling up, you know, multinational corporations and asking them to play a policing role. Um, look, we, we, we live in a free society. Free speech uh, is an... Imp- is an well, we do. And I'm a big believer in free speech, good, bad, or ugly. I do think that sunshine is a is, is a good disinfectant for some of the you know crap. Am I allowed to say that? Some of the crap out yes, there. Yes, you can say that. Um, but uh, you know, like, look, it's it's a slippery slope, and I don't think multinational corporations should play a policing role in what people can put out there, as long as it's not defamatory, clearly defamatory. Racist or inciting hatred. Yeah, I as think long as it's, it's not like okay. Milo inciting people to kill journalists. Yeah. Yes. I mean, which which you know happens. But and my understanding is this account actually maybe not in the name, but in in the profile description, it did say that it's a parody it said account. It was a parody so, account. Yeah. But but here this this to me is like first of all. Yes. I take great issue with any government. If Stephen Harper had called up Twitter and said, can you please, or Donald Trump, people would rightfully go ape poop. Yeah, they'd be outraged. Look, I, you know, I worked in the Harper PMO and there was this account at the time. It was, I can't remember the name of it. It was may still be around, but it was thoughts of Harper's head or something. And this is when Twitter was newer. And I remember we'd be around the boardroom table in the morning and we would see tweets from this and we would, we would kind of laugh because it was, it was almost perfect. Like it was one of those things where it was like, you know, it was so close, none of us could ever say it, but you're like, oh, that was actually really, that was really good. It was, we, we were always accusing each other of, of doing it. And, you know, these guys need to lighten up, like free speech. And, and I think there's a communications lesson here for them. You know, they attacked this account and it was an official sort of letter or something from the environment minister's office. And what happened? They spawned a lot of other fake accounts. And then now the original, you know, somebody basically recreated it and they've got more followers than they have. Well, they're before. doing the whole cabinet now. I'm yeah, waiting for Adam Vons no, to come out because like, you could go wild with that. One. <laughs> exactly. But this is one of these things where it's like they actually made it worse. And this is sort of communications 101. 101. I can't imagine the private sector advising a client to sort of go after some parody account. You're going to make it worse. And it's drowning out their message uh, that they wanted to drive home today. Uh, which is the nomination meeting of Navdeep Bains yeah. out, 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 in, out in Peel Region. Ooh, what, well, I thought no, no, maybe but, they would have something on their minds, like, I don't know, a little tariff thing or a little well, trade look, war. But, 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 but they were driving key messages out of that nomination meeting tonight, which are important key messages that this government has actually made very important progress for middle-class Canadians across oh, really? the board. 100%. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Um, I'm, 
Yeah, I know the election, the Ontario election's over, but we have a federal election coming up soon. But look, I'm just in saying. A year. I, I'm just Good saying. I, I'm just. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm just saying that it was a bad communications tactic just, on a day where they time. wanted to drive, yeah. uh, you know, visuals and again key messages coming out of Brampton. Uh, from Baines' nomination, you know, everybody's talking about this crazy fake Twitter account instead. Yeah, yeah. I think I know I agree with that. And, and in fact, it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking that myself on, you know, I, I saw some pictures last night from this nomination. There was a lot of people there. Like, that was actually a political win. Yeah, 2,000 yeah, people. No, but nobody's talking about it because they're just focused on the Twitter account. Yeah. Well, I think they're focusing on, though, Ms. McKenna because, you know, the more she makes noise about all of this, whether it's climate barbie yeah, or whatever. Move on because you're just inviting people to teach. Part of the thing you. is she invites this because when you read the parody, tweets like they're they're so close to reality like it's one of those things where it's like and there was one today marshmallows on a hot no i'm I'm a big cyclist (laughs) but no i'm a big cyclist when i saw this like you know it's like we're gonna have carpooling lanes for like people riding like whatever you call them the the double cycling and (laughs) the tandem bikes or whatever and it was like we're gonna make this uh, a thing an hov lane for for bike lanes the the ralph goodell ones are good like actually like it almost is quasi believable i think that's a a problem she's if you know she wants to be a long-term force in canadian politics like you know don't, hey, don't be so easily parodied. When I was a political staffer, we knew we'd made it when there was a parody account of yeah, us, right? So you, yeah. got, you got to take these things with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, the Ralph Goodale one tweeted out, extremely disturbing news emerging today that Stephen Harper has engaged in an unsanctioned crossing of our southern border. I will be in close contact with my American counterparts to take action <laughs> and send a message to the world that we're serious about border yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Now, Ralph is not yeah. a baby. He's not going to tattletale, no. nor should he. No. Right. <laughs> and there's a lesson there, right? He's not going to be complaining about that. No, he won't because he's a big boy. Yeah. Got his big boy pants on. Uh, new polling uh, overwhelmingly showing Canadians are not happy with pot. Six out of 10 see it only as vote buying, Omar. Mm-hmm. And they want it stalled up to a year, believing that the government is not ready. So full disclosure, uh, Hill and Knowlton represents a number of can- uh, cannabis related Oh, I companies. knew you guys were smoking up regularly <laughs> in that boardroom. <laughs> I'm going to tell Goldie you said that. Uh, look. Uh, one of the things we've seen in our internal polling, and this yeah. is in the public domain, uh, is that uh, upon the election of the Trudeau government, over 60% of Canadians supported uh, the legalization of recreational use. That's now down to, you know, in the mid-30s. I personally think a lot of that is due to the proliferation of illegal dispensaries that we've seen out there in the last couple of years, and people really equating that with the decision to legalize, which is not true. It's not actually equated with the decision to legalize. It's just that it's it's coincided with the decision to legalize. I think moving the date, the start date, to mid-October was smart. I think it was requested by uh, a couple of the Prairie Provinces and also uh, Quebec. I think we're... I think uh, particularly in Ontario, it's going to be interesting to see where the Ford government moves on this, right? Like he, he he is on the record of stating he's open to private delivery models. I don't think October, I don't, I don't think we're rushing. Look, we've had two years of deliberation and debate on this issue. I know, but the municipalities it's, across the board say they're not It's been ready. through the Senate, which, you know, five times, who, who know, I, I've, I've lost track. Um, you know, we got to move on. This, so this government was elected oh. on legalizing, you know, it, it's crazy that we, you know, we, we, that it's crazy to think that it's still a criminal offense 
uh, for a kid in like Malvern who gets caught with one gram, you know, you could destroy their life, right? Where you, we all know university students for decades sure, have been okay. getting away with this. Right, but they could have just pardoned people and done it that way. They I went think to, they, they should went pardon the, people. Right, I but, think they should. I think they should pardon people retroactively to 2016. That's fine, but they could have done it that approach um, and not legalize weed. They chose to go the legalized weed route, Dennis. But the problem mm-hmm. is when you've got that many municipalities and cite that many provinces that are, especially Ontario, Ontario is now in flux. Like no one really yeah. knows how it's going to roll out. But the big thing is that safety and the intoxication rules, people don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I think there's a big conversation still to be had. And it it is interesting, you know, Omar, you mentioned how support has actually gone down. And and it's funny, I put myself in a different category. I mean, I I campaigned for a party that was against against this. Mm -hmm. The election happened. You know, I, I think it was actually a big part of that of that election and, and a big promise for Trudeau. And and I accept that it's going to happen. And yeah, I've almost been frustrated watching the the Senate and, and the progress on this. It's been sort of frustratingly slow. And if you're going to do it, do it. And, and you look at Colorado, you look at Washington, you look at California now and others. It's like the world hasn't ended and they found a way to do it. And and when I kind of dig into this and, you know, I, I when I dig into it, I find what's slowing it down is all the rules and regulations and these weird dispensaries and other things. And, you know, you look at some of the packaging we're going to have, it's going to be so plain and, the and, and weird and, and you can't market and you can't do all these we're things. We're actually taking and, a much stricter approach like, than California and Colorado. But I, I, think the, yeah. I think that's such part of the problem. We've made it so complicated. And it's like when you come back to, you yeah. know, you can't God, smoke God, it anywhere. Like, you no, can't God, go in God condos. Loves, God, God loves government, but they don't invent anything. They don't do anything. Right. And suddenly you give them the task of finding a way to to legalize something. And they it's almost like they're too. paralyzed. Like they don't know what to do. Oh, well, we can't well, advertise about it. Well, because they sold it on the premise of taking care of the kids. When that yeah. really had nothing to do with it. No. So they overcomplicated the promise. They should have just said, well, legalize it's a, weed. It's a red herring. This was a promise to legalize weed. It wasn't about protecting kids. It wasn't about anything else. This was a... I don't want to say a vote buyer because it's more than that. Like people actually believe in it. And... That's fine, but it wasn't about protecting the kids or anything like that. I think that. it was Let's a promise to to take a criminal activity that should not be a criminal activity and move it into the uh, into the legal realm. I do think, you know, I worked on this file in Ontario when I was there, uh, when I was uh, working oh, yeah, for the health minister. Third. Um, when mm-hmm. we are now in third place, but uh, you know, I, the government of Ontario for sure took a very strict harm reduction or harm reduction focused approach to legalization, and you know. I think a lot of the provinces are, are very risk averse on this issue. A lot of them see it as something that has been imposed on them by yep. the by the Trudeau government. So, look, I think that's why we're seeing you know a stricter approach with respect to where you can consume. Um, I think those restrictions will loosen over time. Um, They're going to have to. Are you, you going to be stuck in courts for the next yeah. 30 years? All right, guys, we've got to break it there. We'll go have a, a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about why Stephen Harper is in Washington. And uh, Big Canada Day, will the celebration be marred by Donald Trump? We'll talk about that. Coming up next here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. And this is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got Omar Khan and Dennis Matthews in the house. All right, you're both uh, political wonks. Let's start uh, with you on this one, Dennis. Uh, Stephen Harper off to Washington for a meeting with John Bolton. And this happens the day after uh, retaliatory tariffs against U.S. come into play. Prime Minister's office apparently blindsided by the move. This is not something that's not happened before. Jean Chrétien met with uh, Vladimir Putin after Harper gave him the cold shoulder. Um, How do you view this? Well, I think first, let's not blow this up into something that it's not. I mean, he's down there for, from what I gather, for other meetings, and and he's a normal person. So when you go to a city, you meet with people that you know, and he's going to know a few people in this administration. But 
you know, when you take a look at NAFTA and the big issues we have, you know, I'm actually excited that he's down there talking to the Trump administration. A couple of weeks ago, he did an interview on Fox News that yep. was like an absolute, it was, it was an effective, it was a master class in, uh, in message delivery for, for our NAFTA negotiation. It was a master class because- And by was, the way, just to interject, apparently that interview, I mean, their whole business section on Fox is adamantly opposed to this whole Trump thing. And yeah. that, that I think was the turning point for them when they were with Harper and they've been well, adamantly opposed to this. You know, and, and look with, with Harper, we, when we know Trump watches Fox News basically obsessively. Yeah. And so getting a good messenger on there, it was, it was you know, a master class in terms of like message being the right, being at the right place. Uh, you know, masterclass in terms of actually c- communicating these issues in a conservative way, as, as only Harper can do. I mean, he said things about China, about things about Mexico, about, you know, sort of the situation that it, it's actually hard for Trudeau to do because, you know, he's prime minister and he's got more issues at play. But but in terms of uh, even talking about the strategy and, you know, understanding where where Trump is coming from and where, where Canada should be and sort of positioning it in, a, in an adult way, I mean, I just thought the interview did so much for Canada and for our cause that if, if Stephen Harper is engaged in, in Washington, I think this is a great thing. Yeah, frankly, I don't care, Omar, if the cat gets a good deal. I, I literally do not care if Harper, who is meeting with John Bolton, can somehow get in his ear and say, hey, dude, can you can you cut the crazy in the in the Oval Office? Like, we've got to see seri- I'm yeah. good with that. Use I everybody. don't care because, frankly, we have too much to lose here. So I have no problem with any former prime minister meeting any world leader or their advisors. You know, and I, I actually agree we shouldn't make too much of an issue out of this. I would say we do have protocols on these circumstances. Somebody should have just coordinated with the Privy Council office, the Prime Minister's office, or the Foreign Affairs Ministry, only because we're in the middle and we're, and we're in we're in the middle of a very tense mm-hmm. and a very important negotiation. So there could be issues on the table uh, that perhaps Mr. Harper should be made aware of. Well, maybe, if he's maybe going to be. Harper can play bad cop and um, no, no, and, and talk just, supply just, management but, but, and say whatever. But, 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 but maybe, maybe there's there's some issues on the table that he's not aware of that he could be made aware of that could help his discussions. Maybe there's some certain subjects that he should stay away from. Well, maybe he knows. Beca- like we're well, we're su- yeah. totally assuming he doesn't know. He, he might. He might. All I'm saying is that in these circumstances, it's protocol to just let the guys know. Look, it's not a huge deal. I I think. Look, full court press. Uh, I think yeah. if Mr. Cretchen wants to go down, if Mr. Mulroney wants to go down, if Mr. Harper goes down, this is Team Canada, right? Yep. This, is, yeah. this is beyond exactly. partisanship. Like this is Team Canada. Just let people know. That's no, the only thing I'll it, say. It's full court press. And, and I hope, and, you know, I hope Prime Minister Trudeau is calling Stephen Harper. I hope he's calling John Cretchen or Paul I'm Martin sure or, 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 or Brian Mulroney or others who actually have sort of like more tentacles into that, uh, you know, that... Uh, the administration down there. So anything you can do to actually advance this is great. And where I, I kind of got annoyed with reading the story was it was sort of made up like it was some bad thing. Well, it's like... Well, I, it's always this hidden agenda. The bottom line but, is, is it's not in our best interest no, for like, this. I, mean, I, I really don't see Harper going down there I think the assumption among some liberal-leaning press was that he was go, going to go and like talk smack about, the, about Trudeau, like right? So, so I don't think Prime Minister Harper would do I that. I think he's, he's uh, given us no indications he would do that. In what's fact, in you know, his that, interest that, to do that? But that Fox interview is actually the opposite of that. It was like a, a coordinated effort to be helpful. 100%. And so I, I, what I don't understand is why this is even really an issue. It's like, we should be thankful he's down there, and I'm glad he's down there. Okay, so let me just quickly ask you, um, your feeling, do you get the sense that we're not going to have a deal uh, by weekends and and Trump will put the extra 25? I think he wants to go for bilateral deals. I think it's clear. I think that's yeah. what he's always wanted. He's trying to make uh, uh, the prime minister a boogeyman so that he has an excuse with Congress when this thing falls apart because Congress wants a deal. Yep. He needs an excuse with Congress and he needs a boogeyman, quite frankly, uh, in states like Wisconsin, Michigan, some of the border states uh, for the midterm elections. Having said that, 
I would be fine at this point with a bilateral deal because I don't yeah, think we should be beholden to Mexico no, with respect. It's, but it's a, it's a bilateral deal for sure. That's what he's been talking so about. Give it to you him. know the entire time. So let's give it to him. And and I you know I'm sure Mexico's great, and I like really have nothing against them. But other than being part of NAFTA, they're not really an ally with us in any meaningful way. Other than you know, sort of geography being connected through the U.S., so I, I you know go go bilateral. But you look at Trump, and, and since he's been president, he loves bringing things to the brink mm-hmm. and then finding ways to extend. Yeah, you look at is, you look at healthcare. There was a big crisis moment on that. You look at the tax cut deal that in, in Congress there was a big crisis moment, and then it, it sort of abated. The the DACA, the the you know the the Dreamers, and in the U.S. Like I, I can lame I can I, lame I sort hope. of a, a host of issues where he brings things to the brink, and then he tries to get a better deal. The problem I mean, he's is he's already put the tariffs in, and the companies here, you know, especially <laughs> the steel company, they're already yeah, and the price. it's going to hurt American workers. Well, it's, sure it's going to hurt American workers. But you know, Canada is not America. We can't survive nearly as long. Our companies will fold in weeks. They could go a couple of years. Yeah, but he's months. put the same tariffs on the European yep. Union, right? Sure, he's put yeah, the same but, tariffs on Germany. So, you yeah. know what? Like, I, I saw the list of uh, retaliatory tariffs today. It's going to do some damage. It's going to do some damage I know, politically. It might piss yeah. him off to it's do It's going to do some damage to the Republicans politically. And, you know, our, our main course of action right now needs to be to leverage our allies within Congress. Yeah. Uh, and I think this, the, you know, the, the, the list that was published today will enable us to do that. Because, look, there are some key. There, there are some. Uh, there, there are some items from key swing states that have been that, that have had some of their uh, their products to, uh, subject to retaliatory tariffs today. Are are you both of the yeah. mind um, of bending on the on the milk supply and saying, "Hey, look, we will will go on that and remove that and just get a deal." No, we we may have to, but who you know? Who I'm knows? not saying well, that because we'll I dislike dairy farmers. I get it, but no, no. I, I but I think I, I wouldn't make it about that. I think we've got a bigger problem here, and and you know, Trump Trump may be the symptom of something that's happened in the U.S., but you know, there's sort of a. Uh, a for a long time, they haven't realized the value of the Canadian relationship. They haven't realized the value of free trade. I don't think of actually as a country, we've done a good job of, especially in the U.S., of marketing ourselves as as friends, allies in terms of, of the business side of, of mm-hmm. things. And we now find ourselves in a scenario where, you know, for for Trump, he, he may be causing American businesses harm and Canadian businesses harm, but he may actually be increasing his electoral odds of winning again, yep. which is almost like a worst case scenario for us. I know. What can you imagine? Like when, when he's ready to get rid of the farm bill, we can talk about supply management. Chief. You know. Yeah, just we'll see. there's a little bit of hypocrisy coming, oh, coming it, of course down south is. as well. However, yeah. it's, we, we just can't afford to uh, fight it. All right, guys, I got to leave it there. Thank you, Omar Khan, Dennis Matthews, joining Pleasure. me tonight. And this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.